Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Colin. This week, Caleb gets banned from CNN, Notch learns about Arsenal Fan TV, and I use big words. The best big words. Our intro music is by local band Tectonics, who, as it so happens, have a show next Monday. What are the details here, Caleb? Uh, Monday night, 9.30 at Titty Tat Club in Dictytown. If you don't know where that is, it's right below Annie's Parlor. So just stop for a burger and a shake, head downstairs, and enjoy some good music. Uh, no cover charge, uh, 21 and over. You might see us there. So, yeah. you know, if, if the band wasn't Hopefully. enough, you know, the opportunity to meet your podcasting heroes should be. <laughs> also, they have a old school photo booth. Like way back, like maybe three or four years ago, I was looking for a joint with a photo booth to take a first date to because I thought that would be like an awesome first date activity. Turns out absolutely 100%. Yes, it is. Really? <laughs> I was not expecting that. I haven't done that uh, since actually, strangely enough. But I, I found that there were like four or five joints in the Twin Cities at the time with a photo booth and kitty clat club was one of them although you gotta like stand outside it for like 20 minutes waiting for the photo to get processed because the machine is probably from like the 1800s you know it's a daguerreotype in fact actually it's older than that they have a guy like painting your picture like in there. <laughs> does he have like an old-timey handlebar mustache he should right i mean those are coming back into fashion so it, he wouldn't like stand out as a time traveler. i know one guy that has one <laughs> Hey, there was a guy last night at the show we went to at uh, the Seventh Street entry who was he was wearing streetwear, but he had a handlebar mustache. It was like he was like slightly post hipster, but he hadn't like made the whole leap. He had to take the, his dip his toe in with the with the clothes, but still had the hipster facial yeah. hair. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of either strange facial hair or haircuts at that show. There were. Yeah. It was a good show, though. Yeah, awesome show. Uh, Lemuria and Cayetana, a uh, couple of really awesome female-fronted pop-punk bands. It enforced my age because Cayetana are younger, I think, and their sound is also that way, whereas Lemuria are you know, a band that you said came through at, like, mid-2000s. Oh, yeah, like, oh four, oh five, and Which is where I was, like, starting college, and it's, it, it like, the minute they started playing, my mind went straight back to, like, college days uh, with their sound. Anyway, uh, we should turn over to, you know, the, the thing that our listeners yeah, commented on. so I can join the conversation, too. <laughs> I, I tried. I, 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 I sent you a text about it, but... I was Caleb feeling left out. <laughs> yeah, we were having fun, Caleb. Colin and I were just having a great time. We were enjoying ourselves. We were just... You know, your name really didn't come up in the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> very much. that doesn't make me feel better. Uh, let's just, well, I'm going to look for a house, and so I'm going to look at the major listing service. I'm looking for a one bedroom to not share with anyone else, except for me and my wife. So you guys aren't invited over anytime soon. We're going to have our own concerts. It's be a lot of fun. <laughs> Are you going to have a basement in there? Because you need to have a basement for shows. That's true. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Must. All right, segment number one, major listing service where we cover MLS and um, the top division of American soccer. What kind of stuff happened with our favorite league in the United States this week? Well, apparently Minnesota United's steep, steep rivals, Atlanta United, <laughs> um, signed a couple of uh, fairly promising guys. Uh, Joseph Martinez comes in on loan from Serie A club Torino, um, coming in on a designated player contract Fairly young, um, mm -hmm. already capped 37 times by the Venezuelan national team. Um, by the way, this is Joe Hart's story now that he's coming from. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> um, so, 
I'm surprised that they didn't actually mention that because right. they seem to mention every single thing related to a English soccer player that you might have heard of in these MLS press releases. <laughs> uh, one other uh, <clears throat> signing that they did was Carlos Carmona signed to Atlanta United from a club called Atalanta. I hope I'm getting the inflection there, the accent, right? But uh, I'm going to go with yes. Sure. Yes, he did. Yeah. Rumors are also swirling that he's already signed a pre-contract for his next move with a Mexican club called Atalantes. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not confirmed yet. Again, this guy is actually supposed to be a pretty great signing. He's, he's made 155 appearances in Serie A as well, <clears throat> Carmona. And um, he's also played three starts during the 2010 FIFA World Cup. So... Again, pretty promising. And my question for you guys was going to be this. Atlanta United has made signings that are hyping up a bunch of people, okay? We're not going to compare them to Minnesota United signing because I'm tired of that conversation. However, I do want to ask the question. Do you think this Atlanta United team is going to show up and do well? Or are you? do you think it's going to be one of those uh, big busts? I think it's going to be somewhere in between. I think that there's enough <laughs> pedigree there where, you know, these guys coming in, they're good. Even if they don't necessarily play well together, I think the talent alone in their side is going to make them better than your average expansion team. Um, the chemistry thing is going to be a huge issue. I just I don't see how a lot of these guys play together. And I also look at some of the depth that they have. I'm, I'm not impressed with players like 10 through... 20 on their roster it just seems like there's a huge drop off there Mm -hmm. and that's that's really worrisome for a new team so essentially you think that they'd they'd be strong out of the gate maybe but maybe injuries ravage them a bit yeah yeah you know just the going through the Mm -hmm. league it's just gonna grind on them yeah the mls season isn't easy and a lot of these players are new to mls um i think miss united has a little bit of a Upper hand with the chemistry. See, I, saw, I said we weren't going to compare them. <laughs> but we both did. So I'm going to. It, it just happens. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Has a little more chemistry going for them with some players who have played together before with the NASL team. Um, and some players who have played for Adrian Heath before joining the team. So I think Atlanta depends how they uh, how they really fit together. And we won't really know that until they step on the pitch for their first game. So Atlanta United versus Minnesota United MLS Cup 2017. That's that's our prediction here. I mean, maybe Absolutely. like 2018, 2019. <laughs> not this year. I'm I'm predicting an MLS Cup just off of Elf Boja's penalty save. All right. There it we was go. awesome. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, Howard Webb has been hired by uh, our everyone's favorite referee association, PRO, to be their manager for visual assistant referee, video assistant referee trials uh, within MLS. Howard Webb retired from EPL refereeing, what, two years ago? Two years ago, and also from FIFA International refereeing two years ago. Right. Um, Apparently, there was a little bit of acrimony when he left um, the Saudi Arabian FA, where he'd been a consultant, but it was literally just so he could go and do this, which I think it's a good move for him. I think that not only is he able to get a new challenge with crazy new tech, but he's also probably the biggest name in refereeing nowadays. Hey, speaking of biggest names, finally, 
Frank Lampard's retirement is uh, official like months and months and months after it was rumored and then announced on the show and then all sorts of other things happened. So finally, he went to Instagram and uh, and made it official. Another person who has retired this week, which surprised me, is Nat Porchers. At the age of 35, he's taken his himself and his beard out of contention. His beard retired too? I didn't see that part of the press release. I thought it was just him and his beard was still going to be... Part of the Portland Timbers. I think that's the bigger loss for the oh, yeah, Timbers. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, you should just retire them, become their mascot. I'm pretty sure they probably already yeah, talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sacramento Republic and Kevin Nagel Nagley or whatever it is have decided to Kiss work together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in time for Valentine's Day, they don't have to throw away all those uh, chocolates that they bought at Target. In December, when Target decided to put out their Valentine's Day stuff, which I just want to say, someone actually explained to me why Target does that. You know, like the day after Christmas, all the Valentine's Day stuff go out goes out, and someone told me that those are like that's their not busy time over at Target, where their team members have a lot of time to like change all the layouts. Whereas around this time, it's super busy. So it's not that Target really wants to sell you crap early. It's just that they it's the most efficient use of their associates' time. You, you seem I, unimpressed I by this I don't agree with that. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> you don't agree with <laughs> I don't, that? I don't <laughs> agree with that fact. <laughs> well, then explain why. There's a job at the White House no, for you. Then <laughs> 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 why on November 1st is their Christmas stuff out? Like, they put it out so early, and I saw swimsuits there out like last month. It's just insane. Well, I mean, that's for vacation travel. Oh, yeah. I guess as a person who can't really afford a vacation, <laughs> I don't really think about that. <laughs> hey, speaking of people traveling, some people who are not going to be traveling are going to be Vancouver Whitecaps, a supporters group, who have refused to organize trips to U.S.-based games this year while the White House immigration ban remains in place. A pretty principled stand by the folks up in Vancouver. This is this is actually a pretty big deal because their, their away games in Portland and Seattle are Big freaking events for for the Whitecaps supporters. So to to throw down a, a, a an, an ultimatum like this for them is not something that is easily done. So yeah, yeah, I I commend them for the stance. I think especially given the fact that there's a good chance that a number of their fans would actually you know have their visas or have their ability to come into the United States be in question. I think that's certainly the right thing for them to do. Yeah, we'll keep we'll see what happens um, as the facts about this ban roll on, whether they change their stance or if there's a loosening, depending on what happens. We'll we'll keep you in the loop. Don Garber, Dan Garbor, Don Garner, as Reddit decided to call him this week, indeed, has uh, admitted he has admitted under rigorous questioning. No, 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 not really. He just admitted that essentially there has been favoritism shown by the league in the past. Uh, these are our shocked faces and voices. Um, I am surprised. And, and yeah, I'm horrified by this. I, yeah, I, this. I don't know if I can support a club that's coming into MLS anymore. I mean, if they could show us some favoritism, that'd be nice. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would appreciate that very much. Yeah, essentially, he said that it was uh, this was the statement was made in reference to the David Beckham uh, signing to the Galaxy. So and, and Garber also said basically that. This this favoritism happened while they were building the league in the past, and this is not something that's gonna happen in the future. Hey, oh so man, a, a few a few transactions that are worth noting this week. 
Portland signed 28-year-old winger Sebastian Blanco on a DP deal from San Lorenzo. Uh, they also traded Dam and first-round draft pick to Kansas City for defender Lawrence Olam. And Real Salt Lake bring in a Liverpool youngster on loan, uh, Brooks Lennon. He's actually United States national. Um, and not only that, he's actually an RSL Academy, Academy product. product so. yeah. um, he was on tour with Liverpool... I think they're on the 23 teams last summer or last preseason and scored a few goals in California for the Liverpool. So he's pretty talented. Um, I mean, I'd be interested to see if this is just him getting game time or if that's a loan to buy deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. LAFC has announced that they have 14,000 season ticket deposits already about a year before they start playing which is incredible and We're, commendable minnesota fans are not bitter about that at all no of course not well we don't know how many season tickets <laughs> minnesota united has at the moment it could be like seventeen thousand. yeah we we it, just, it could very well be that much we don't know so it could be that much yeah it could guys. be like again 1961 <laughs> you know, there are yeah. sure. here <laughs> at the stadium right now Period. look around you <laughs> report look on that there were <laughs> there was a stand ovation for 15 minutes <laughs> that job is waiting for you at the White House my uh, friend I... it is waiting for you hey a few new kits for MLS teams first of all I was really super happy to see Chicago Fire's uh, new secondary kit it I... is dope it's so beautiful. Dude. I like it. NYCFCs though, not so great. I like how like the articles like they're getting away from the Man City look. No, they're pretty much still the same. Yeah, same. Exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. They uh, had the photograph with Via and two other players who I didn't recognize the guy on the right. And apparently, you guys told me it's Tommy McNamara. He looks a little <laughs> weird in that photo, man. And they all look like they don't know what to do with their hands in this photograph. It's all like, should I? Well, I mean, bend I think, it a doesn't little bit? Via go for like the classic? Arms crossed. No, 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 no. They, 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 no. they have their hands dangling, and they're like like a weird angle. It's strange. Go look weird. at this photograph. Yeah, we're we're the um, photo composition criticism podcast right now. Yes, we are. Yeah. Whitecaps released a jersey, which they call the rain jersey. It's got these weird little blue triangles that's supposed to stand for rain on their jersey. That's all right. Yeah, it's okay. It was awful. Yeah. Hey, a place that is very peaceful to be in during a rainstorm is um a lake mm-hmm. and things that land in lakes in minnesota are uh, loons so we should put on our dnr badges and because we're going to be sneaking around lake loon monitoring see i was going to say um speaking of new tits minnesota doesn't have any yet so um. but that that was a little. See, that's the more bitter segue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bitter. <laughs> Who's bitter? <laughs> we have the best segues. We have the most positive segues. They always have great news in them. Um, speaking of great news, uh, Minnesota United officially announced their development academy that uh, broke in fifty five one like three or four weeks ago. There you go. Have yep. you supported fifty five one on Patreon? You should have. If you haven't, you're a bad person. Seriously. Um, MYSA was listed as an official partner for the organization. Um, no mention of the Minnesota Thunder Academy. Shocker? No, I don't no. think so. I think people no. expected that. And the other important thing to note here is that it's only going to be U13 and U14. A lot of people wondering why the older levels aren't already included. I think the logic is that they want to build up to those age yeah. levels. They don't want to come in. Like, I believe when the Thunder Academy started, they came in and 
poached a bunch of players from other academies around the state. And it was kind of a pretty controversial thing in the youth soccer world here because afterwards they then competed against those clubs. This is what Minnesota United's academy is not going to do. They're going to develop players, which I think is the right approach. Yeah, Everything this team has been doing, they they seem to be bringing in people that they can develop. They're not signing DPs right away to try to go win everything uh, by wins, basically. They are trying to, to, to be sustainable. So I like that. Yeah. And I, again, like youth soccer politics is even worse than actual politics. So you don't want to dive into that if you don't have to. This, I think, is the best way to still have affiliation links going on, but not get into the weeds like that. Hey, speaking of getting into the weeds, we should talk a little bit about what's happening with trialists uh, in Portland. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Speaking of weeds. um, So (laughs) I'm not going to Portland for any specific reason. What are you talking about? Um, So Charlie, I'm the narc. So, you know, I don't. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, in any case, the trellis cutdown apparently has been taking place. Um, Charlie Lyon and Sammy and Jock are no longer um, training as goalkeepers with the club. Um, I'm I'm certainly eating just peanut butter now. I, I can't even touch the jelly anymore. We miss. We're gonna not be able to sing our best song from last year and last couple of years, which is "I Want to Rock and Roll." Mm-hmm. with the jock that was such a great song and now it it's was. gone i know too I bad know. too bad um defensively uh tiago calvano is still around what why not right i mean yeah. he's there he's a veteran and i mean he's I, a, I probably think... a squatty at the most if he's gonna stick yeah, around if he sees the field and lead play something has gone terribly yeah, wrong everyone has been Injured, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is apparently a new trialist coming in. Um, the Trinidadian side, W Connection, which <laughs> is not as good as, like, Police FC. See, what I'm just saying, like, you know, last week we were talking about how Juventus's logo is a clothing company logo. W Connection has a clothing company name already, so. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, I, w- I went to the Mall of America and I went to the W Connection. It's not as good as the one at Southdale, but, you know. It's actually just all old George W. Bush suits. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that hip anymore. <laughs> uh, in any case, um, apparently one of their uh, 22-year-olds, uh, Alvin Jones, um, who is the younger brother of Jovin Jones of Seattle Sounders, do they really need to keep putting Vin as a suffix on their first names in that family? Like, just just stop. <laughs> Al and Joe would be perfectly fine, but Alvin and Jovin, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. At least I've heard of Alvin before. I've Al- never heard Jovin before, Jovin Jones. Alvin and Jovin sound like soccer players, though. Al and Joe sound like plumbers. So, I mean, I think I think the, the family went right We just right lost there. two plumber listeners. Thanks a lot. I mean, <laughs> if you had Joe Jones, it would be kind of like Joe Jonas. J. Eh? J. Eh? Jonah Jameson? Hey, even better. Um, so uh, apparently he's coming in to travel and trial with the team during the Portland trip. Um, midfield-wise, um, still have Eugene Starkov, Raul Gonzalez. And Not that one. I know. I wish it was that one. <laughs> Do that you would really? Be... Ex-Cosmos? <laughs> I mean, he's been tainted. <laughs> yeah, but still. He's unclean. Yeah. Um, and Ishjom... Um, who still apparently is a trialist instead of officially being signed. Which he's expected to officially sign pretty soon. 
Joe Myers is great. I mean, he's young. I, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starkov scored against that, uh, what is it, Croatian team that they played against? Yeah, it was Croatian NK Istra. Yeah, yeah, although I I don't think that we should discuss that result because the Loon's Twitter account certainly didn't feel a need to anyway. Sheila's going to come out here and beat you over the head <laughs> right now. But the, <laughs> I watched the highlights. It was pretty funny. And... Uh, because there was you can hear conversations happening in the background while mm-hmm. the game is happening. And some guy's like, yeah, you know, I only go on Fridays because, like, I, that's the one day I'm free. And then the conversation cuts because it cut to a different player. And I'm like, where? What was he doing <laughs> on Friday? What does he do on the other days of the week? Someone tell me. Uh, so... Anyway. That's the real coverage that the Twitter account should do. Is yeah. this guy wants to go places on this Friday, right? So now we'll know what the conversation was about. Hey, we are going to see the Loons live on probably on YouTube streaming if it's anything mm-hmm. like last year when they play in Portland on Thursday, and then two more games uh, before they head off to Orlando for their final preseason trip. We also are still not sure what's happening with Bashkem Kadri. He's almost here, but not really. It's just turned to Adrian Heath with uh, he had an interview with Maiden Ryan of Star Tribune, and said it's all down to paper. Well, suggested that it's all down to paperwork. So that could be a, just one more paper to sign, or just a giant pile of papers to, to get through. We don't know. Really. We do not know. So we'll see. Hey, with that, let's move on to our next segment called the Pyramid Scheme, where we discuss the rest of soccer happening in this country that is not MLS. First thing we should discuss is the fact that NASL finally, finally announced their schedule. And uh, it includes some pretty ridiculous trips. Yeah. Uh, and so NASL schedule makers don't own a map, <laughs> which made this really hard for them to figure out. So Edmonton will have to travel seven, over 7,000 miles in one week when they play at home on Sunday, away on Wednesday at San Francisco, no, at Puerto Rico. And then... Uh, at San Francisco on that Saturday. It's basically the biggest triangle that they could construct using the NASL schedule. Was it an inverted triangle? No, it's okay. not. It's no. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Neil didn't approve of that. Um, <laughs> that said, let's just be happy that there is an NASL schedule. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and let's be happy that there are Cosmos. Let's not actually. But there are yeah. Cosmos. They're going to play at MCU Park next year. They announced that as their stadium. Jacksonville Armada are going to be playing at Hodges Stadium at the University of Northern Florida. Kind of an unexpected stadium move for them. I thought they had a good thing going um, at community, whatever, whatever field. or the <laughs> Maybe because you just called it community, wherever, whatever, whatever. That's why they moved. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Sure. Know where it was down there. Hey, Jacksonville Armada did sign former Minnesota United player Aaron Pitchcolan this week. So we finally figured out what happened with him. Uh, Teen Wolf Tom Heineman has signed for the San Francisco Deltas. And he also got signed with a few other players, a couple of whom are Canadians as well. Jonathan Dos Santos... Canadian coach, of course, making full use of you, the. Uh, you mean Mark DeSantis? Oh my! <laughs> DeSantis is the. <laughs> yeah. See, you had it in the notes. I thought you were gonna make a joke out of it because John DeSantis is, is in LA playing for yes. the Galaxy. <laughs> Mexican international Mexican. and LA Galaxy player Jonathan Dos Santos has an affinity to sign Canadian players for a team signed located in uh, San Francisco. You heard it here first. I mean, I haven't hacked his football manager saves, but I'm pretty sure there's something there. Um, one thing that is going to make Mark Dos Santos's job a lot easier with that is that 
um, Canadian players are going to be counted as domestic players in NASL this year. In about a 60-tweet conversation that I had with uh, Colin Solberg, uh, which, by the way, don't have 60-tweet conversations. They are very hard to to have any sort of nuance in. I've discovered, although this one was pretty decent. Also, don't have conversations with people that spell their first name wrong. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, single L. Uh, Colin and I were discussing whether it's a appropriate thing for this whole Canadian domestic thing to happen because it essentially opens the door to preferential treatment for people from a single nationality with by businesses in the United States. Uh, that's Colin's argument. My argument was that it's it's a league that's sanctioned by both countries, Canada and the U.S., and it's not fair to allow simply um, U.S. players to be domestic in Canada, which is the way it's been for many years. Canadian law obviously allows that legally. Um, and there's there's at least the USL and NASL do not think that they're going to have problems with the US labor laws. We don't I, I don't want to get into legal weeds on this um, because that's that's out of the scope. None of us are lawyers unless there's an awesome secret you guys haven't been telling me. So I, I don't want to get into that. But I do think it's more equitable this way that if you either have to have Canadian teams can sign only Canadian people and US teams can sign only US people or you can make it so that both countries are represented by uh, as domestics in a league that, again, is sanctioned by both countries. I think yeah. that's the most... You you do one of those two things and you're, you're on the right side of equity in my mind. I think the easiest way to solve it, come up with some sort of agreement in the next MLS CBA where the players union is going to agree not to sue and hopefully you can come to some sort of agreement allowing for Canadian players to be counted as domestics so long as everybody agrees not to bring legal action. Sure. I mean, I, the, the, the key problem here is that the Canadian soccer apparatus has been suffering under the current regime. And there are a lot of calls in Canada for them to have their own entirely separate leagues. The only worry there is without U.S. teams in the league, does do they suffer in terms of attendance, revenue, sponsorship, all of these different things? Can they have as good a setup if they don't have U.S. teams in the league. And that, that's the open question there. So um, I think I think the goal here should be an equitable setup where Canadians are being developed. They're going to sanction the league. It has to be something that's helping them meet their developmental goals, helping them build a better, stronger national team for themselves. But Notch, deals have to be America first. <laughs> hey, what do you think, uh, White House spokesperson Caleb? <laughs> Canadians have always been allowed um, to be domestics in the United States. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking they've about. They've been taking advantage of us all the time, virtually. Hey, some real facts about numbers that are to- that are actually real, which is that FC Cincinnati has sold 10,000 season tickets. That's amazing. It's a D2 club, man. I'm super impressed by Cincy. Um, good stuff. Good That's stuff. amazing for an MLS club. And again, Minnesota could sell, has probably sold more than them. Let's just say it's, they've sold 17... <laughs> Million, million tickets <laughs> to a 50,000-seat stadium. NWSL <laughs> announced a awesome TV deal where they're going to have a game of the week on Lifetime Network. It was And, and streaming games as well? Yeah, um, apparently there's going to be an app where you can stream all of the games, I believe, for free, hopefully. Um, but regardless, you know, it, it certainly ups the exposure for NWSL. Um, having games on a channel that 
a lot of people get. It's, you know, lifetimes in a basic cable yeah. channel pretty much everywhere. So it's a big step. It's a yeah. big step yeah. for this league. Yeah. You also have Phoenix Rising SC signing Omar Bravo, former Mexican international, formerly of Sporting KC. I think he was, or Columbus, uh, I forget now, but he played for the Railhawks last year. Was wondering where he was going to go because he was a pretty big signing for the NASL last mm-hmm. year. Uh, turns out he's going to Phoenix. Which is, an, that's, they have an awesome name, Phoenix Rising SC. That's a great name. Yeah. Way better than North Carolina. It's talking to some of, my, dumb name. some of my old friends in Phoenix are really starting to get behind the USL club. I'm I'm happy for them that they've got something a little bit better and a little bit less out in the middle of effing nowhere I to am, go and uh, support. I'm unhappy for them because I'm a bitter old man. Speaking of left out in the middle of nowhere, Minneapolis City SC has been banned from the next round of the US Open Cup due to moving leads during qualification. Uh, that news just dropped couple days ago on 55-1. Which, again, you're a bad person if you didn't... Sub- no. You're, 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 you're probably a decent person, but yeah, you'd be better if you probably... gave to the Patreon. <laughs> I mean, let's just be realistic. Your decency as a human being does not have anything to do with donating to 55-1's campaign, but you should still do it anyway because yeah, it's really the right should. thing to do. Hey, speaking of Minneapolis City, SC is being banned from the U.S. Open Cup. I think they made the best of a shitty situation by selling a t-shirt starting today that says that they are undefeated in the 2017 U.S. <laughs> Open Cup. Exactly. You know, all those alternatively true statements. Uh, let's move quickly into the sewer, and we really should be quick here because we should be taking a break in a second. The sewer is a segment where we discuss our U.S. men's and women's Ninja Turtles. And first thing we got to talk about is Bobby Wood scoring a beauty of a goal versus FC Köln in the uh, German Cup. Uh, I think it was called the Deutsche Pokal. Uh, it's got a yeah, pretty funny name. Like that. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Scored it for Hamburger. Go check out the video. Whitney Engen retired. Whitney Engen did retire. Uh, posted on her Twitter that she's stepping away from soccer for a little bit. Former women's national team player, formerly of the Boston Breakers, yeah, on the World Cup winning roster. Yeah, yep. kind of a surprise. Um, U.S. announced a or is leaking rumored to announce. A third jersey that um, it kind of looks a, a little bit like a, a kit that you saw in the Euros. Yeah, it's Portugal's jersey, basically. Just, it is. I mean, it's literally it, it entirely looks exactly is, yeah. like it. Uh, yeah. So boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of boring, and <laughs> I, I kid you not, there was a U.S. national team game that didn't lead the sewer segment. That's how meh it was. Um, the US B-plus team uh, won 1-0 against the Jamaica B-minus team. Uh, Walker Zimmerman, first cap, and he gets man of the match. Good for him. Um, fantastic play by Benny Failhaber to set up Jordan Morris for the goal. And completely fooled Damian Lowe on defense. That was hilarious. There. That was yeah. pretty funny uh, to watch it happen. I just want to say that Bruce Arena went and big-docked after this game criticizing Jurgen Klinsmann. Dude, wait until you've actually had some conclusive wins. Like, I support you and I want you to have those wins. But, like, let's leave the big dock for uh, after big wins, yeah? I, yeah. yeah. Beat Honduras that. first. How about that? <laughs> yeah. But the, um, fu- the future is bright. Some baby nights have been doing some cool things around the world. Um, Emerson Hinman had two goals in two games for Rangers. Uh, Julian Green started his first goal for Stuttgart. Beautiful goal. Worldly. Yeah. Worldly. Right on the volley. Far corner. It was beautiful. Uh, Matuale Atale has his first appearance for Villarreal B. Local boy. From here. Yep. yep. Minnesota. Yep. From Minnesota. And that guy <laughs> signs for Birmingham City on deadline day. Yeah. Gaboli Ariyibi is yeah, his name. That's what I said. Yeah. In, exactly. Um, so speaking of less awesome things, um, 
I don't want to really get into it, but um, there's been some debate among the uh, U.S. national team players regarding the immigration ban. Um, Ali Bedoya had some negative things to say about it. Jeff Cameron was um, characteristically in support. Don't go on Twitter to read about it. Yeah, Michael Bradley. It's not worth it. Bradley also had some really great things to say about why he was not in favor of the ban as it stood. Yep. So, So yeah, the next training camp should be fun. Yeah. 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 It's not going to (laughs) be awkward at all. No. Uh, With that, we should take a quick break, and we will be back with our segments about the pub, about other countries that play soccer. We'll also have some conspiracy theories, and we will discuss the world's smallest soccer league. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, the podcast where every one of our segments is supposed to have sound cues, but well, which uh, I still haven't found a good one for the pub, for example, or for We Don't Call It Soccer. If you have any ideas, tweet at us. I thought you might have ideas on the air, like we came up with that doorbell sound a couple of episodes ago that's working really well for MLS. I, I got nothing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm spent tonight. So again, Sorry. if you have any ideas, tweet at us. <laughs> All right, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll get inspiration in the middle of the night. I'm, I'm editing this episode. Hey, something that you found for us is a segment called Caleb's Excellent Adventure. Excellent! Uh, this week we're going to... A lead everyone should know, honestly. Um, the Isles of Silly Football League. Um, that's Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, Where the heck is that, by the way? It's just off the like southwestern point of uh, England in kind of the Celtic Sea. Um, there's this group of islands. There, the top teams are the Wolford Wanderers and the Darrison Dunners because they're the only two teams in the league. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's only two teams in this league. Uh, they play 17 matches in a season against each other. Um, there's Two domestic cups, <laughs> the Wholesaler Cup and the Fordick Cup. Each cup has a home and away tie, but they share the same ground. So, so Wiggles don't count. Yeah, Wiggles don't count. Oh, man. It is, there's a, what was that that you, sh- that you showed us on YouTube? It's a sometime little documentary about the, the lead on YouTube. Adidas made that. Adidas it's, made an, it. it's like basically a long Adidas commercial. And yeah. The first episode is fun. The other three are kind of lame. I thought yeah. the second one was pretty cool because Stevie G shows up. Yeah, if you're a Liverpool fan, you <laughs> like yeah, you like these episodes. Uh, it's it's kind of a really whimsical little league. Like they've got a community shield where last year's cup winner. Uh, plays last year's league winner, except if the if the cup winner won the league, then the cup winner plays the league runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course. <laughs> and all the players have real jobs full-time. Like, one was a kitchen assistant, one was a boat builder. I mean, everything, yeah. you know. Uh, this is, and like, typically, like, like, you know, when when, when uh, some, like, tiny little country like San Marino plays England and you should, they have the graphic of how all the San Marino players have jobs as policemen and this and that. Yeah. This is the same way. I like how the, the teacher assistant, like, will go on a cruise to work and, like, the coach is like, when he comes play for us, it's nice because he's really good. But then he'll go off on the cruise and, like, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, but that is in a little bit of... A rocky situation for the future because the average age in this league is mid, mid to late thirties. Um, a lot of the younger kids um, that you'll see if you watch these videos um, go to the mainland for education when they turn sixteen because um, there's not enough 
not a high level school. Basically, the there's not a high school on high the school, island. Yeah. That's the that's what it boils down to. And so if you have dreams of playing awesome soccer in England and uh, have British citizenship move and, and want to have like one of those like idyllic super hipstery like getting away from civilization lives, go to the Isle of Silly. Seriously. Yeah. Housing prices are getting pretty high, just a warning. So other kids who leave. <laughs> but if you're a hipster, that's totally fine. Because you <laughs> yeah. already have tons it's, of money. The neighborhood is up and coming, so uh, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 pretty <laughs> make sure you get into the Isles of Silly before it turns into Williamsburg. <laughs> All right, let's uh, with that move on to our segment that we call the pub. Let's get into an aircraft, fly over to England for our coverage of all that English and British soccer has to offer. What's our pub called this week, guys? This week, we're going to the defenseless Frenchman. And who is really? that Frenchman, Colin? Um, I mean, it could be Lauren Koscielny. Um, it, it's probably Arsene Wenger at this point. Um, <laughs> Chelsea won 3-1 against Arsenal and as I mean, that's, was, that's the league there right like they uh, got it it's yeah yeah at this, at this point, point. Um, Arsenal especially are out of it I think Chelsea's pretty much sewn it up in February and as a result we have the yearly calls for Arsene Wenger's head Arsenal Fan TV, which I'd never heard of until this week. By oh, the way, man. You've never heard of Arsenal Fan Oh, it's fantastic. No. What is this? I, Explain I, this to I me. I wish I was around for you to discover Arsenal Fan TV. <laughs> I haven't watched. What is it? What is it? Oh, we're going to watch after we're done recording. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, basically, Again. Arsenal Fan TV is a, a bunch of just drunk and angry Arsenal fans that rant directly after games, and they always say just horrifyingly stupid things so it's basically two united fans uh like it's a youtube channel yeah yeah um, okay yeah I with mean, like except north slightly london, better maybe yeah, yeah. north london <laughs> accents and about uh a hundred million times more followers but okay. um but in any case yeah so basically um, kyle and i should have been taking shots before we made videos uh um, you should have been like mainlining <laughs> bottles of everclear beforehand <laughs> and then you would start to get to the levels of arsenal fan tv arsenal fan tv did get into a tiff with gary neville though so and he's offered to now go on there so if if, if Hey Kyle, if you're listening to this show, we should get back together, make take a bunch of shots, and start doing videos after Minnesota United games, and maybe we'll get like, oh, I, I don't know, like Jonathan Dos Santos to come on. Our- <laughs> <laughs> um, one one pretty horrifying thing that did happen during this game um, on Chelsea's first goal, um, it included a pretty sick headshot against Hector Bellerin. Uh, Bellerin went down right away, uh, was taken out couple of minutes afterwards i don't think he even saw the pitch again Mm. um scary stuff to watch um he's likely going to be out with a concussion this week um if there's a a silver lining there it's probably that he was taken off and not put right back into the game yeah yeah antonio conte made another reference to murder uh, after this game <laughs> is this a new weekly subsegment right <laughs> he, he said when i see something that isn't going wrong uh, isn't going right i am capable of murdering anyone exclamation mark uh oh <laughs> hull beat liverpool 2-0 speaking of things that uh, aren't going right uh, <laughs> i remember meeting caleb on friday night at uh, at the lake master brewery and then talking to him being like oh there's a liverpool game this weekend isn't there and he's like yeah yeah we're playing hull so we should win and you know that. and i was I like i said hopefully we'll win right and and uh, i was like yeah hull's lost a bunch of players but they're playing well right and you're, you're like yeah but still they're hull and uh, here we are 
Yeah. What do you have to say for yourself? I'm still waiting to wake up Saturday morning again. And so this is all just a nightmare going through from (laughs) (laughs) an awful, very realistic nightmare. Did I see a stat that Jurgen Klopp now has the same record as Brendan Rodgers did at Liverpool? Yeah, but Brendan Rodgers had Luis Suarez. It's true. It's that, is true. True. that is yeah, true. That is true. Yeah, I think you're... Baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. <laughs> Everton beat Bournemouth 6-3. What the hell? Three goals aren't enough to win this game for Bournemouth. I just want to remind people that Romelu Lukaku is 23 years old. Real Madrid's Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> Not wait for that. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, for sure. Hey, uh, Crystal Palace got beat 4-0 by Sunderland. So it's uh, David Moyes' uh, dark room, except now with disco ball and techno music. And blacklight uh, posters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the sort of things that have apparently been happening in the black room, I don't know if we want blacklights all over the place. Right. You're going to see some pretty <laughs> horrifying things around that floor. Yeah, uh, Man City fans have reached out and touched faith. Their own personal Jesus has saved them. Simpsons uh, <laughs> won t- two to one. Swansea, just Swansea. Uh, Gabriel Jesus signing from Brazil scored both of their goals, and I'm really sorry for that. I'm not sorry. That was a. I'm not sorry for that. No, at all. don't no. be sorry. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, but three goals and two assists in his first two games, something like that. Yeah, he's yeah. going to walk on water and turn water into wine very soon. Hey, Peter Crouch scored his 100th goal and did his 100 Premier League goal, that is, and did his uh, robot celebration again. That was cute. It's like a throwback to, like, FIFA 06. It's pretty great. Yeah, he scored, and he's a former Liverpool player. I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to have Peter Crouch back. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't score against teams. <laughs> Just in general, it'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm an Arsenal fan, and I'm still saying that sounds really desperate. <laughs> Leicester City lost hundreds of American fans when they lost nil to three to Manchester United. Uh, Leicester are now in the, like, they're one point off the drop, guys. <laughs> How has yeah, it come to this? But they're going to like win the Champions League and then get, get relegated in the same season. It's going to be fine. They'll be fine. Speaking of, uh, let's just take a moment to look at spots 15 or 20. We don't need to read these, but essentially Middlesbrough, Leicester, and Swansea are now above the relegation spots. What are your bets, guys, for, for who's going up and who's staying down right now? Because I think Hull is doing well enough that they might actually get out of the relegation. I think Crystal Palace is going to go down. Losing a relegation six-pointer to Sunderland, the team right directly below you, is not going to go well. But but, and, but Big Sam. Yeah, Big that Sam. worked so well for them this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hull, I think they might be getting better, but I think they also shipped out too many guys in the window. I'm, I'm thinking this might be just a fluke that they're doing well right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope Swansea City goes down, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's the homer. Wow, that's that's bitter. <laughs> Very bitter. Yeah, Salt Bay over here is just like throwing everything at him. Uh, hey, there's some uh, controversy with, with Morecambe. Morecambe FC. A, the Shrimps. Yeah, the fantastic. Shrimps. Um, they're a club in uh, League Two. Apparently, there's some sort of dispute between the two guys that claim ownership of the holding company. And as a result, neither of them are putting money into the team, which means that nobody is getting paid. Are we sure it's these two guys who are in charge and it's not like a flock of angry seagulls? I'm, I'm thinking it might... I can see might... why they'd be attracted to a team yeah. in the Shrimps. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Caleb, um, what did Morkum do on their way to their match against Leighton Orient? Oh, the most epic subtweet of their own owners. It's fantastic. They stopped at the Volunteers Pub. <laughs> and tw- the <laughs> official account for Morkum tweeted it out. Yeah, the team in front of it. it's fantastic. They even put the hashtag bar crawl on there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Celtic are undefeated this year, guys. It's incredible. Twenty-seven point lead over Aberdeen and Rangers in the Scottish Premier League joint table. That's in. That's amazing. And and here Caleb is saying that Brendan Rodgers was only that good at Liverpool because Moussa of Dembele. Luis Suarez. <laughs> Moussa Dembele is okay, fine. The Scottish yeah. Luis Suarez. Yeah, I would agree. If Brendan Rodgers has a Fantastic striker on his team who is just dominating the lead. Yeah, he's a good coach, I guess. Everyone's favorite American soccer manager, David Wagner uh, of Huddersfield Town, did something crazy this week. So Huddersfield Town gets a very late goal against Leeds United. Wagner just runs on the pitch starts hyping up the crowd like crazy, (laughs) waving his arms around, running around, and all of a sudden, Gary Monk of Leeds United just starts walking out directly into his path, and they just collide, and a (laughs) melee ensues. Watch the video, uh, basically. This is one of those those looks that you should have on YouTube today. Let's move on to a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though. And the first thing that we got to celebrate in this segment is the fact that Cameroon are the African champions. Uh, they won 2-0 in the fi- over Egypt in the final of the African Cup of Nations. 2-1, I will say, because of Mohamed El Neni's absolutely ridiculous defying physics goal where he had no possible angle and ended up getting an upper 90. And then Cameroon came back and scored... Well, two very fine goals, including uh, the winner by Vincent Ababakar. It was just th- this really long cross from behind the halfway line that he, he gets down on his chest just outside the box, kicks it over a defender, and then smashes it. Beautiful goal. Go watch the highlights of this match. Well worth it. The player of the tournament was... Uh, former USL player and Cameroon international Christian Bassardog. Yeah, so pretty cool cool stuff, connection to the U.S. over there. In Serie A, Juve is four points ahead of Roma with a game in hand. And Gonzalo Higuain had this to say, Juventus is like Real Madrid because you are prepared to win, but the Juventus fan base isn't as demanding as that of Real Madrid. It is not in their culture to whistle their players. Ooh. I mean, it's true. The, the the Real Madrid fan base does get on the backs of their guys when they're not doing well. I want to see what you guys thought about that. Like, whether fan, it's it's... It should be like, you know, some soccer supporters say, like, you always have to support your team. Uh, we saw that in Turkey recently where the mm-hmm. team was down 3-0 and their fans uh, cheered them off the field at halftime and they came back and tied the game 3-3. Or do you take the side of, we got to tell the players how we feel when they're playing like shit? I feel like you always have to cheer for the players. Uh, just as last season when Minnesota United lost 4-0 to Miami at home. Um, Saved the whole entire game, clapped them off. On th- at halftime, at, th- at full time, they come over, shut their hands, did them next time. You got to support your players. That's when you turn on the players. That just that's just the deflates their uh, confidence even more. On the flip side of that, one of my favorite cheers from the dark clouds is always when they say. Score, damn it. That's like my least favorite one. <laughs> Score, damn it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the 
there should be a little bit of room for the fans to hold the players accountable. I think that if you're able to motivate them from some sort of not necessarily booing, but mm-hmm. getting on their case a little bit to get them to find another level. I think that's positive, but... Okay. All right. Well, we yeah. should move on to... Uh, speaking of Real Madrid, we should move on to La Liga, where they had to postpone a game against Celta Vigo because a storm ripped through Celta Vigo's town and damaged the roof of their stadium. Mm-hmm. There was also some controversy there because there were some statements about how Celta Vigo had offered alternative options, which they blamed Real for not taking, but Real said these weren't realistic choices for us. So go read up on that if you're interested in kind of boring drama. Real is with two games in hand, one point above Barcelona in the La Liga table at the moment. Along with that, uh, speaking of Barca, um, they beat Atletico Madrid with nine men against 10 men in the Copa del Rey semifinal. Did, did Luis Suarez bite somebody? Um, no, no, but he was enough. <laughs> with after scoring, yeah, so. with with two yellow cards in the span of three minutes. They don't like you anymore, Luis. Come back to Liverpool. Maybe <laughs> come back. No. Um, <laughs> apparently, um, Antoine Griezmann was called offsides on a when he got it into the net for Atletico. And he, he really wasn't. It wasn't offsides. No. no. See, but this is why you guys aren't going to be ever managers of Swansea City. is because you guys said offsides instead of offside. Singular. <laughs> As we've said before, Caleb and I both love the Gaslight Anthem album American Slang. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, speaking of... Well, there's no good segue here. Philip Lam is retiring <laughs> at the end of the season. Aged only 33. Kind of surprising. Then again... It feels like Philip Lom's been playing forever. And what more does he have to prove? So essentially what you guys are saying is we're going to see photographs of him hanging out with Richard Branson, like smiling a lot, like going off on uh, water jet, uh, water skiing. And then two years later, he'll come back to Bayern, come out of retirement. I don't think Barack Obama is eligible for the presidency anymore, but uh, we'll see. You don't want Lennon Donovan. That's all right. I was was, was making an Obama reference. There's a great photograph of Barack Obama basically in water skiing gear, holding on to like a boat before he lets go and start skiing. And it's the most genuine smile I have ever (laughs) seen on President Obama's face. It's he's he's learning how to wind sail, I think. Wind sail? That's even more awesome, man. Uh, that's incredible. Anyway, uh, speaking of Bundesliga, though, Dortmund won 1-0 over RB Leipzig. There was some crowd violence before this game? Apparently, um, 10 RB Leipzig fans were injured with some some sort of like bottle throwing mm. before the game. Not really cool. Um, and there were also a number of uh, very, very unsavory banners that were unfurled in the yellow wall. Um, but as far as on the pitch goes, um, Ismani Dembele, amazing, so so amazing run, um, crosses it into Aubameyang for the lone goal of the game. This is one of those goals you have to go watch. It is just gorgeous. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, this 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 episode, we've told people to go watch a lot of videos. I feel like we should have like a post where we talk about where we link we, all these we videos. We should tweet out the videos. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so go Not check that out. Not just homework. Right. <laughs> Bayern are four points ahead of RB Leipzig at this point in the uh, Bundesliga table. Finally, Jibril Cisse ends his comeback. He's announced that he's going to be spending his time being a DJ. DJ Brill Cisse. That's a great name. That is a great name. I mean, we're not going to tell you to watch the videos, but 
Go watch the videos. Go watch the videos. Yeah. Hey, with that, we should put on our tinfoil hats and allow Colin to take the conspiracy theory that we've all had in our minds and make sense of it for us in a segment that we call The Reynolds Wrap-Up with Colin. So, I was as shocked as anyone when Minneapolis City SC was blocked from continuing on the U.S. Open Cup. I was especially shocked that after going through some appeal processes, it just fell on deaf ears. It was a a reading of a rule that I think didn't necessarily capture the spirit of it. And I wondered how they got such a terrible reception. Um, it turns out it didn't just fall on deaf ears. It fell on dead ears. The three-person panel that was convened for this, all three members apparently died in the 2011 Bowling Green Massacre. <laughs> For comment, we go to White House spokesperson Caleb Bolton. It definitely happened. It was <laughs> awful. Sorry, Sean. Um, but so this is kind of surprising, though, because you would think this this Bowling Green massacre happened in 2011. How is it that the members of this panel hadn't? How did it skip the U.S. Open Cup organizers? It turns out this is an adjudicatory committee that only meets when somebody proactively brings a complaint. In the U.S. Open Cup, this never happens. Everything always happens as a result of somebody trying to pull a fast one or just not understanding all the Byzantine rules and accidentally screwing up. So as a result, this committee has not met in the six years since the Bowling Green Massacre. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, that's a lot of big words for your third beer. So <laughs> I'm impressed. Well, well done, uh, sir. Um, with that, we should call an end to our show. We'll remind you again the Tectonics are playing on Monday. Come to the show, it's free. It's at the Kitty Cat Club. Uh, some of us might be there. It'd be awesome. Not only that, the band that they're opening up for is called Lazy Scorsese. Even better. So there you go. Programming note, we will be back next week, probably on Thursday, because Tuesday is Valentine's Day and Monday we're going to go to the show. So uh, we will be releasing next week on probably Thursday or Friday. Uh, we are on Twitter. You can find the podcast and uh, a few of my views on at TWO United fans. Where the hell are you guys? You can find me at KOlson716. Also, I'm writing for 55.1 Tuesday News and Briefs. So that's time out today. You can find me at the attachments, occasionally posting memes and stuff. Yeah, everybody likes memes, don't they? Yep, they do. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, find podcast providers everywhere. Please tell your friends to listen to the show. We do like having new listeners. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. All right, everybody. Goodbye. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever.